Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I will always prefer the summer to the winter, but it is hot as fucking here. <laughs> it's great to have a house, but it's bad to have a big, drafty house in the Florida heat with what? a 20-year-old air conditioner. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the That problem. when it's like 85 degrees and sunny outside, it's 85 degrees and in And sunny home. inside. No, I know. And, and you know, that's one of the things about having a two-story house. I'd rather have a one-story house and, you know. I just got to breathe, actually. Wait, the fan is on. I think that was me talking, actually. My mouth is so large. Oh, come on. It, you it, can't... You can't take away my... Your, I could do whatever the fuck I want. It's 85 degrees in my house. That's, no, it's only like Oh, it's only, it's only going to get worse because you're talking more now. So, like, it's going to just get even hotter in here. So, if I pass out in the middle of the show, it's because Samantha had to Thank God make, for small make an additional point about Emilio Estevez. It is uh, July 21st, 2021. If you're new here every single week, we... Talk about a random movie we watch from our massive movie collection and one of the many gimmicks we are currently running for our show. <laughs> and we also talk about our lives and uh, we have a good time. Most of the time. Most Sometimes. Of the time. Most of the time. We have good times. See, so this is what I was, I was fearful of doing the guest star series is like, now I just don't want to talk to just you. <laughs> like, That's like, so mean. Like, I want to talk to, I want to talk to, to Augie, so I want That's to talk so to Justin. Mean. You know, I just was, you know, I, I have a long drive home now. And I talked to my mom on my way mm-hmm. home every day. And um, one of the things that we were talking about today is, you know, she always asked, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, well, I think we're going to record for the podcast, mm-hmm. something for the show. And she's like, oh, that's nice. I said, yeah, I think it's so nice. We always put this time aside to speak to each other. And, and you know, we have a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I really enjoy it. And now I'm going to have to call her back and tell her. I started digging in my Forget belly button it. when you were talking about that because I just couldn't listen cool. anymore. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. I've been looking forward to this today as well because this oh, is... Oh, have you? Well, this is our first... I wish that this was the only time I had to talk to you during the week. <laughs> like, we're like, like um, court-mandated... We're like the guys that hosted Mythbusters. Like, yeah. they weren't really friends. They just, like, when the camera hits, like, they knew what they were doing yeah, 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 and they yeah, had yeah, good yeah. rapport. That's, yeah. that's us, you know? Uh, well... I mean, half... half We've got a lot going on. Uh, hope you enjoyed last week's second uh, installment of the guest star series with Justin. So confused. It's a great episode. When things are um, I up. just, uh, when we're recording this, it hasn't aired yet, but I just edited the show yesterday. So like we've mentioned with some of the guest star stuff, some of the dates are going to be a little bit out of order. Yeah, like I'm next so confused. Next week's episode uh, is already in the can with Augie. And the other two episodes will be uh, already recorded by the time you're hearing this episode as well. So uh, be be on the lookout 
for all that craziness. Our lives have been crazy and are going to be crazy. Part of the reason why our schedule is so crazy is, number one, just planning with a third person, particularly yeah, yeah. particularly Augie and yeah, other like, people that are busy. Yeah. Um, hey, Augie, what are you doing tonight? Playing hockey? What are you doing tomorrow? Playing hockey? What are you doing the next day? Playing hockey? No, right now, from recording, he's in fucking Vegas. Um, Playing we, hockey? No, I'm just kidding. Tonsil Maybe. hockey? No. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. We uh, we also are, are busy, so I'm going to Ohio next week oh, are for you? a week uh, mm. for a vacation. So you're not going to hear about that until September, essentially. Um, and you're oh, going on vacation. I'm going to hear about that. You're going to be going. Because we're not going together. He's going to Ohio for vacation with our daughter, Jillian, and yes. his mom. Who will be sitting in between us on the airplane. <laughs> Your mom's going to sit in between you and Jillian, or Jillian's going to sit in between Jillian's you and your mom? Jillian's going to sit in between us. No, I'm, mom, Jillian's in the, the middle. My mom's going in the, the window, and I'm going in the aisle. Jillian likes to sit in the window, so just so you know. Okay, she, she'll, it'll be a new experience for her, sitting in the middle. Um, you're going to Miami, so we got a lot of stuff going on. I have... Uh, I'm just going to Miami with Jillian. Yeah, I'm going to Megacon for two days. Like, there's a lot, so... Um, bear with us over the next few weeks, but all the episodes will be done, so you'll be none the wiser. But if our lives sound like kind of boring, it's trust me, they it's because, are. no, it's because we're really busy. Oh. Um, but also yeah. that means that our the beginning of the show when we're talking about what we recently watched is going to be a little skewed because the next time, uh, probably in September, we're probably going to have a bunch of movies to talk about that we just watched after we've gone to see them, mm-hmm. and we haven't had an episode to record. Just like today, we have. Two movies to discuss. Oh, we do. Oh, I forgot. Now we had two I, I want to, to try and keep one of them as short and sweet and to the point as possible because I want to discuss that movie with Augie um, when we recorded him on okay. Monday because he has some thoughts. Um, that movie is Space Jam: A New Legacy, which you and I have seen. Uh, you saw it once. I've seen it twice. I don't count you seeing it a second time because you fell asleep. Um, many times throughout the movie. I don't really count that I saw it a second time as well. Yeah, I was going to say I was on another plane of existence for that. Uh, And this movie has been just totally savaged by critics and audiences alike. It was maybe the most excited I've been to go see a potential bad movie since Cats. Um, We went... Oh, man, nothing can top Cats. Nothing will ever top... No, nothing... Don't even. There is nothing that will top Cats, but Space Jam, you know... Man, if you ever doubt that I love you... I know. Uh, Don't say like, I know. Yeah, fuck you, We went to Space Jam, we got a bunch of food, and we went with Jilly, and we both liked it. I mean, I didn't hate it. I did not hate it at all. It is... I didn't have high expectations at all. My expectations were definitely lowered over the, the previous week of everyone shitting all over it. But it was... I mean... Go back and listen to our Space Jam episode, uh, I think from 2014, 2015 maybe, when you somehow gave it a nine. Um, it's it's a not... It's great movie! It's not. It's nostalgic! This is all I'm going to say, and we'll discuss it with Augie uh, during part one of our Mighty Ducks podcast uh, in two weeks from now, from when people are hearing this. Because he hated it. He absolutely thought don't, it was the don't. worst... Way to bury the lead. Well, but I, but it's far enough that it's been out that you know when we discuss it, I feel fine. You know, also because we're spending well, two weeks ruin, on the Mighty Ducks. Ruin all these. I won't. And I do not feel that way. I I honestly think it was a better quote unquote movie than the first Space Jam. I don't think I necessarily enjoyed it more, but it's neither here nor there. I liked it. It had Fuck better the haters. acting. 
maybe like, not from the lead actor. Um, it's probably about well, a, a, well, a no, shop. No, I mean no, no, no. So we saw that, but uh, six days prior to that, we our first uh, experience back in the theater was we went to go see Black Widow with Jillian. We were so excited. We got like forty dollars worth of fucking food. Yeah. We we did it a big. We did. Um, and it was good. I I wouldn't go past probably good. It felt very unnecessary. Um, I wish it came out years ago when you know. It should have. It should have. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. It's definitely not in my top half of Marvel movies. Probably not in my top seventy-five, eighty percent. I still think it was really good. It was still good. I it also, like it, it also had a lot of humor. Of course, it did. It also had to run up against us watching Loki at the same time, which yeah. Loki was my favorite of the three shows. I mean, Loki was great. Loki was great. Um, uh, you know. And I'm excited for What If, which is starting in just a few short weeks. That's I'm so stoked for I'm going to just cry the entire time, I think. Oh, great. Cool. Because, well, because I always like to, to think about that. And I think it's such a cool concept that they're taking on and doing. Well, you know it's been a comic book Yes, I know. Time. You know all of these are, have been comic books, right? I know, you know but everything. Specific concept. But you know, you know all of these are based off of comic book characters and that every story that's being told is some kind of iteration of a comic book? You don't say. You're a fucking asshole. You get the fuck out of here. Why'd you have to take that out the sleeve? Because there's huh? a... Because oh. there's a blockbuster, because oh. oh. there's a blockbuster oh, sticker here and a blockbuster it. sticker here. So when you don't I do that for me. I can't you read, do I do. For me. Shut up, Judy Dench. You can't steal my own joke and use it against me. Are you done making really boring points about Black Widow? Cool. <laughs> we both liked it. I'm curious to rewatch it and see what else I pick up on. That wasn't much better. <laughs> Look, you're bo- you're yawning at your yeah, own thoughts. You bore me. Uh huh. You bore me too. Well, speaking of boring, well, let's nice get into <laughs> let's get into today's I, movie. I love you too, baby. Um, so this is our first in our pick 'em off series. Of course, we have our guest star series. We have our regular random. Uh, selection. We have our nominations. We started a fourth gimmick, which was our pick 'em off series. Because we needed something else to do. Well, also because our, our the movies that we cannot nominate after they did not get selected, that list was growing. What? Shut up. Um, was growing to over a hundred movies, and I wanted to knock some of them off. So we started to do a random draw uh, from a, just a random number generator. And the first one, of course, to get us started was the movie Bobby, which you nominated like an asshole. Um, because you were trying to have some sort of synergy. I don't even remember what this movie was up against that you, that you nominated this. You're like, oh, well, I want to nominate movies with two people, and this is all I can find, so we'll do this. It's um, Emilio Estevez's directing debut. How could you not want to watch it? I saw and it in theaters. You did? With I your did. parents? No, no. This was Who'd a- you see this with? Andrew <sighs> Zangry. No, this was a... Keaton Mathevin. I don't even know his Matavin. last fucking... Keaton... <laughs> Fuck, that's, got one. Key- that's one. That's one. I got Keaton in this movie. Um, no, we'll get to it in a second. Allow me to read the the cover in the back, oh, man, which I took you, out of the DVD. Whoever you saw this with is gonna piss me off, and that's how you don't want to say I it. I don't have the book. I think in there. I think it's back in the garage. I can go check quickly. Well, oh, what your other poop report? Yes, one of my other poop reports. 
do people on this podcast know that you used to do that? Bobby, Golden Globe nominee for Best Picture Drama, Lawrence Fishburne, Heather Graham, Anthony Hopkins, Helen Hunt, Lindsay Lohan, William H. Macy, Demi Moore, Sharon Stone, Elijah Wood. Now you're just showing off. I never read all the names on this. Four stars. Brilliant. One of the best pictures of 2006, says Mick LaSalle, the San Francisco Chronicle. Exciting, involving, and riveting, says Rex Reed, New York Observer. That's a strong Somebody name. made that up. Rex Reed. Sounds like somebody made that shit up. One of the year's best pictures, independent winner, the National Board of Review, and best ensemble cast winner, the 2006 Hollywood Film Festival. Featuring one of the most remarkable casts ever assembled, mm-hmm. Bobby is, quote, an unforgettable movie experience, a powerful reminder of what America could be, says Pete Hammond, Maxim. That's where, you, that's where you get your movie reviews that's from. That's where he started. Maxim. The all-star ensemble includes Oscar winners Anthony Hopkins and Helen Hunt, Oscar nominees Lawrence Fishburne, William H. Macy, and Sharon Stone. What are you laughing for? You, I thought you said Lauren instead of Lawrence. Lawrence Fishburne. Along with Heather Graham, Lindsay Lohan, Demi Moore, Christian Slater, and Elijah Wood. Written and directed by Emilio Estevez, Bobby revisits the night presidential hopeful Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated at the Ambassador Hotel in 1968. As the lives of those who are present dramatically intersect, Bobby shows how the gunshots that ran, rang out that night, I always fuck that up, forever changed the course of American history. And I'm pretty sure you said our present instead of were present? No, the lives of those who were present. I said were. I think I thought you said are. I said were. Okay. So well, it's one. It's one. Not a good start for me in this uh, reading challenge new bet thing of fucker that I insisted on doing even though I ended as champion and I'm just such a competitive... That, that's you. That's at, what you do. I'm such a competitive good person. No, that... you're not a good person. You're a competitive asshole is what you are. So, yes, I saw this movie in theaters because I was working... 2006? Yes. Mm, it was uh, f- senior year, freshman uh, freshman year. No, I hadn't started working in theater yet. It was I, freshman year of college. Oh, I think that means I paid to see this. <laughs> I think I, that more seems about one. right. No, so uh, so I, I if I had to guess, I probably saw this movie with Tony Cole. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say because this it's was a, in two thousand and six. It's a historical movie. Well, in two thousand and six is when we were really starting it's about presidents to get into stuff. trying to watch all the. Oscar bait movies and all the nominated movies, and this and this is definitely a movie Tony would see for pleasure because it's uh about history and stuff. Sure, but and also he's like a, a lawyer friend. On the surface, you see like a movie directed by Emilio Estevez Let's that's see. getting nominated for an award. I'm gonna go see the shit out of that. And the cast is is a great massive insane and insane. It did get nominated cast. for for best picture uh, drama Golden Globe, which we know now is not really that much of a <laughs> of a, a prize thing to have happen. Um, so saw it, and when I saw it, I was like, well, saw that, and I still contest that we owned this movie because. There were a couple times when you were working that you would go to Blockbuster on your lunch break or after work, and for presents, you would get me, the Blockbuster used to have like a buy two, get one on used DVDs. And every now and then, like, you'd find like two. I did the same thing. I was like, oh, well, shit, I got to come up with a third one that's free. Let me find something that's like the same price or, you know, decent. And I swore that you picked this one. And you're like, you saw this movie, right? And you liked it? And I was like... Yeah, okay, sure. We didn't know each other in 2006. Doesn't mean you bought it in 2006. I think you bought it in 2007 when it actually was released. It's like this movie came out and it immediately was released on DVD. Mm. It feels like it at times, but... Look, look. 
I don't. You're probably right, but you're also probably wrong. And I don't think I would have bought this movie. Why would I buy a movie about an assassinated presidential candidate? Uh, you didn't buy it for yourself. You bought it for me. Yeah, but I knew you I didn't know me that well to... back then. Yeah, apparently, still don't know you that well. So uh, we watched it. So I. So this is the second time I've seen this movie. Oh, I'm sorry. What did you think? I mean, look. I feel like with this cast, it should have been a lot better than it was. It was fine. Look. So let me tell you. It was fine. I didn't dislike it. Like, I. I would not. I probably would not watch it again. The same. But at the same time, I didn't know much about Robert F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this whole thing. And I really enjoy, I think I've talked about it before on this show or another show. Um, I enjoy like historical fiction books, like when they take actual events and like they create characters or other things, mm-hmm. and right? And like that kind of adds to the story. Um, one of my favorite authors, Sydney Sheldon, writes a lot of historical fiction and stuff. Um, so that's kind of that. That's what this was. It was an event that happened, and in while that event was the focus of the movie, like the lives of these characters was really what the focus was. Like the crash esque interwoven story. I this mean, Crash comes, did it much better. This definitely comes in the Crash era. Yeah, yeah. Like, like with all these like interwoven stories and how like they all kind of like come to a head at the end and, and everything. And makes and makes bad racial points and tries to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, this movie feels like Emilio Estevez walked to a movie theater by himself, saw Crash, then ate, ate a piece of pie at a diner, and was like, Robert F. Kennedy got killed. I wonder who was in the building when that happened. Well, yeah, and I mean through my research, like the, it had a profound impact on him, and apparently had a profound impact on a lot of people, but. I was not around, and I come from a non-American family. Mm-hmm. My mother was six when Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated. Ma'am, so she now still people, lived people in know England. math, and they, now they can figure out how old your mom is. That she's gonna be mad. Yeah, but my mom looks like she's twenty-nine, so you can go fuck yourself. Um, but my mom still lived in England when mm-hmm. this happened. You know, like like. Unfortunately, it is a piece of history that that I don't connect with because. Yeah. You know, it's not, it doesn't resonate with me the same way, like, the Beatle, like, sure. like, John, um, the assassination. John Lennon. John Lennon's assassination. Oh, yes, I know, but I got something coming in my throat. Um, you know, resonates with me a little bit more, sure. just because it was a little bit the hit Ken- closer to home, I guess. The Kennedy's assassination has always hit more with me, just because my grandmother and my mm-hmm. mother both, mm-hmm. like, idolized John F. Kennedy. My gran- my mom used to have, um, it was my sister's father, long story, don't get into it, um, like a like a bust of Kennedy we used to have, like, on a shelf. I think my sister still has it somewhere. Um, so I always, like, was, you know, cognizant of it. Um, RFK... Much less, because unfortunately he never got to, you know, reach that hype. But then just taking U.S. history in high school and and finding a little bit about this definitely is kind of like the straw that breaks the camel's back for, like, hope. (laughs) You know, like, as the movie... So, I think the frustrating thing about this movie is the opening... Like, the, the stage being set with, like, all the archival footage of what... 
is going on in the world in the 60s, backdropped against some of RFK's words and speeches, mm-hmm. sets a good tone for what you would expect to be uh, a biopic. Right. And then you meet a dozen other fucking people. And it's still <laughs> interwoven... Not with, that much, no, unfortunately. No. You have clips. What I was going to say is you yeah. still have actual clips of the actual RFK yes. as a character in the movie. That, I think, was what I had the biggest problem with is that they didn't want to, quote, unquote, cast somebody as RFK. See, I, huh? go, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I was, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, but go ahead. Like, they didn't want to cast somebody as RFK, so they used his, like, televised things, which is fine, but then they, like, in the actual assassination part, like, they used actual footage Mm -hmm. from then, and it's completely different. This movie was made in 2006, and that footage is from 1968. It looks out of place, and it took me out of it, because you could tell it wasn't being, like... It wasn't, like, televised or any... Like, it just looked... While that footage was obviously authentic, it just didn't fit with, I think, the aesthetic that they had created in this movie. See, I disagree. It didn't bother me. I didn't like it. I like that they didn't cast Kennedy. Like, he was able to live in the past and... There was power in seeing, you know, these characters that you unfortunately spent 90 minutes with, like, reacting to his speeches. I I don't know. That worked for me, strangely enough. Um, Like, the end of the movie is actually kind of great. Like, I think it might be one of the better scenes in a bad movie I've seen. (laughs) Like, Like, basically from the moment that he gets shot... And the rest of the movie is just a speech of his over the clips of things yeah. being handled and the characters that we've met basically being inserted in as the innocent bystanders because all these all those characters, everybody is embellished in the movie. None right. of these people were actual characters. But in the actual shooting, there were legitimate people that did, you know, were innocent bystanders in the shooting that did get shot, that did survive, and RFK was the only one that did get killed. Right. So supplanting those with people that we met, like Elijah Wood's character and Helen Hunt's character and Christian Slater and uh, Brian Garrity and Shia LaBeouf, I think I got the five that got shot. Um, correct. Um, I, I, like, that was... And seeing, like, the reactions of people and seeing, like, like they weren't even really a focus. That's how important this person was. Like, 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 I liked that. I loved that voice over ending shot. It was great. I just hated that I had to sit through 95 yeah, yeah. minutes of other stuff to get there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I would have much preferred... I mean, there was just a lot of unnecessary, like... There's just too there many were, fucking like, people. Over 20 fucking... characters that we met and, and got to know, and it's just too many. It's way... It's way too many. Way, way too many characters. And, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I liked... I liked the turmoil of the characters, like, that we got to see, like... Turmoil upon turmoil upon turmoil, but 
I just couldn't keep it all straight, and I got disengaged. Like, I didn't care for some of them. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, whatever. I could keep up with it because there wasn't anything confusing about it besides the fact that there was no rhyme or... Have they, I think it had worked... Have they done it more like an anthology movie? Uh, so I'd never want to, like, say four rooms, but, like, had they done it a little four rooms-like where, you know, you spend 15 minutes and then you go to the next one. But from one edit to the other, we're in the kitchen. Now we're in the hair salon. Now we're on the street. Now we're in a bedroom. And, like, every time it's different characters. Yeah. And there's not really any intersection between them. Until closer to the end. But even still, there's pretty subdued. Like, honestly think about... How many main plots are there? I'd have to look at the actual, like, cast. Hold on. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, how many people really even ever, like, interlope with one another beyond their core storyline, right? So, um, I'm pulling it up. Sorry, my phone's running a little slow. There we go. Okay. So, Harry Belafonte and Anthony Hopkins is kind of like the two old... Statesman used to work at the hotel no, kind of they thing. they still work there. No. No. Anthony Hopkins' character is retired. He, oh, he I literally he still says it. there. No, because that was the whole point of, like, they say, like, you're retired now. Can't you go somewhere else? But no, his wife died. That's his home. That's where he just mm. goes and hangs out. That's why there's power in the scene where RFK shows up is there's nobody to greet him at the door. So Anthony Hopkins gets to greet another future president at the door, you know? I, I like that that little moment. Um, Hopkins interacts with a couple people because he's in the lobby. Um, Nick Cannon and Joshua Jackson as like the campaign managers. That's about it. Joshua Jackson kind of talks with uh, Garrity and LaBeouf, who they have their thing with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Ashton Kutcher. By the way, if you have have never seen this movie before and you hear what I'm saying right now, you would. This sounds like a dope ass movie, right? Dope ass movie. That's what I said. So I said, like, with this cast. I wanted it to be better. Yeah, I, I think the like the most is kind of like the kitchen staff. So you have Freddie Rodriguez and, and Jacob Vargas as like the wait staff who are dealing with and Christian Slater's Christian Slater racism. Christian Slater. Um, and then also like the own, the, like the, like the. William H. Macy. Well, no, no, I'm saying like the jokingly but still serious underlying racial tension with Lawrence Fishburne and like the wait staff. Um, Slater and uh, getting fired by William H. Macy for being a bad person. William H. Macy being a bad person, sleeping with Heather Graham behind his wife's back. His wife is Sharon Stone, who works in the hairdresser in the hotel, who and is... And the nails for Lindsay Lohan, Lohan, who's getting married to, to Elijah Wood, Wood. So he can avoid the draft. Who no, is so all... He, and this he, is all in the movie. <laughs> no, it's so he could get a better spot in the draft. Sorry, yes, 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 yes. yes. Not go on the front um, lines. So I guess there's a little because bit what's more the point like... Of it, What's the point of making people go fight for your country if you don't put them on the front line? Why have a draft if there's so many ways to avoid it? So I guess the only ones that are... How did all four of those Ryan brothers get put into the draft? It's Matt Damon. You haven't seen the movie. You're not allowed to reference that. God damn it. I guess the only storyline that is kind of like isolated and on its own is... The, the Martin Sheen and Helen Hunt's like socialite characters. Hey, Dad, what you doing Friday night? That's honestly like... It was so unnecessary. That's honestly how I felt like he got the part. Emilio Estevez was like, "Hey, Dad, I'm 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 doing." Hey, this Dad, movie. can I ask you a favor? Yes, son. What is it? Uh, what did I say? Oh, Robert Duvall fell on the steps. Can you can you work on my movie for three days? Do you sure. want to kiss Helen Hunt a couple times? Sure. But like, I just like, and I said totally that, like, unnecessary. Completely Those, unnecessary. But so here, so here's an interesting thing. 
a lot of the scenes that I felt were more integral to the plot and should have been more interesting, I didn't give a fuck about because either the actors weren't that great or the writing was terrible. Then, then the, the like scenes or the pieces that were totally unnecessary, I really enjoyed because the actors were giving their like the better performances in the movie, and like they were fewer and far between. So there was less of them to like make me mad. Mm. So like I liked all the Helen Hunt, Martin Sheen I, scenes. I didn't need them. I, I didn't. I don't. I didn't need any of them. But I still liked them more than watching a stupid acid trip. And I still liked them more than. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> we're gonna get there. Trust me, we're gonna get there. And I'm so disappointed because I don't even know what else I've seen. Brian Garrity in. But he's he, in a lot. He, I know. I didn't know what else I'd seen him in until I watched Big Sky. You know, I watched Big Sky, and he's in sure. Big Sky. He does an amazing so, job. He's such a He's a really good bad guy. The, the reason I always remember him, he's so, from that one episode of Law & Order SVU as the guy that's, like, per, like not purposefully, but, like, going around having all the giving, unprotected and, sex yeah, with HIV. Yeah, giving everybody. That's right. Uh, he doesn't do that in Big Sky. But... <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad he's not typecast as a serial HIV guy. No, but he's a serial killer. <laughs> but I can't wait for his so, Captain Crunch project. He's such a creeper in it, and I just... He's great in Jarhead and the Hurt Locker, so he also great. has a good war pedigree. Uh, he's movies. great in Flight as well. Um, yeah, he's a good character actor. Yeah, he's great. And then, he, But you put him with, like... Ashton Kutcher and Shia LaBeouf, and then he hey, loses all credibility. I like Shia LaBeouf in this movie. You can see that he had it potential, and he doesn't look like... It did not age well at Oh, no, 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 no. no. Him and his camera. There's a lot that doesn't age well. So there's the so there's some dialogue in this movie. You know, there's the, the discussion of voting rights is a discussion of, like, uh, like, just, like, women's bodies that a lot of it is still very present 15 years later, uh... For good and bad reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I wrote, oh, how topical. For You know, it seems like we had this more and more. We get any historical movies, and it's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't matter if this was made in 1941 or 2006 or 2019. We're still dealing with all this shit. Mm-hmm. So, hip, hip, hooray. Um, there's just a few things I, I have to, to point out for the record. Uh, number one. William H. Macy would never be able to have sex with Heather Graham ever as long as he lived. Look at William H. Macy and look at Heather Graham. Um, I don't. Heather Graham likes weird guys. Ed Helms? William H. Macy? I mean, what? Am I wrong? Am uh, I wrong? So you're telling me that William H. Macy and Heather Graham was not believable for you. Correct, one hundred percent. Ed Helms and Heather Graham in there the was, Hangover. There was was believable. There was for you. alcohol involved, and roofing involved. On his part, not hers. Yeah, but that made him. Yeah, what? No, it didn't make anything. William H Macy. No. Looks, William H no. Macy looks like a human cashew. <laughs> it's no way. Okay. All right. Uh, you know I'm right, you're and not. you just don't. You're not. Uh, Your point was that there was drinking and roofing, but it's on his part. And my point is that she likes weird guys. Yeah, but maybe so. Uh-huh. In uh-huh. I'm not going to litigate the Hangover series with you, uh-huh. but in those movies, when mm. Ed Helms's character goes to that state, he becomes like a cool, like outgoing guy, mm. and he's can be more attractive. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. 
Anyway, Jesus H. Macy Christ. <laughs> um, was that, that was probably my least favorite of all the plot Oh, no, scenes. my least favorite. Are you talking about, like, chemistry between the actors or, like, believability? Because no, 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 no. Then it would definitely be Elijah Wood and Lindsay Lohan because it was like a wet mop and a dry broom. I'll let you figure out who is Actually, who. Actually, that's a pretty good combination. They both, go in a, they both go in a broom closet together, so there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to kick you in there, the face. There, there's a lot of, of bad. Uh, so I didn't like... I liked Sharon Stone's piece. I liked her. In, I liked her character. In, in the William H. Macy, Heather Graham, like, love triangle. Like, the scene where she's, like, she's uncovered it. Or and she's, she's been like, cutting his hair. It. I thought that was a really cool. That was a good scene. That was a really cool scene. But, like, the it. switchboard operator scene was just... All right, so we just gotta... I just gotta fucking say it already. Amelia Estevez is not a good screenwriter. <laughs> the script is a big problem in this movie. Just some of the dialogue scenes are so overly expositional and there's no subtlety to anything that the characters are saying, even though he's trying really hard. Even in the better scenes, so like I talked about the archival footage and the final scene, and probably right in the middle of the movie, the the kitchen scene with like the racial tension between the two main guys and Lawrence mm. Fishburne's character. Those are probably like the best scenes in the yeah, movie, right? The scene was really good, yeah. And they're all really attributed to the editing and the performers elevating subpar material. Uh, he did have the wherewithal to not give himself that many uh, lines in the movie. Uh, Why did he even have to be in it? <laughs> I... Because Charlie didn't pick up the phone. <laughs> That's the only thing. He wanted it to be a family affair, and Sheen didn't show up. I just realized that, man, we are going to be Emilioed out over the next... Because, well, I'm we are, we are can, watching the next three Mighty Duck movies. I can never be Emilioed out. Fuck Augie August. It's Emilio August, uh, even though this is airing in July. Uh, I totally forgot... About the Lindsay Lohan Elijah Wood thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's so exactly. It's probably not a good thing when uh, it's set up, like before you meet the male, like what Lindsay Lohan is doing because she's going to get like her hair and her nails done with she's Sharon a good Stone, person. and she's a good person, you know. And she's in a room, and the door is knocked on, and the door swings open, and Elijah Wood just stands there, and I think he goes like, "Hey," or something, and I immediately laugh because of how. Just bad and unrealistic it is right out of the gate. Yeah. I'm just flabbergasted at how Elijah Wood's been getting work for, like, the better part of 30 years now. He's not my LVP. First time we've seen an Elijah Wood movie and he's not the LVP. He, he, he I, 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 he's still on my list. And he still has the potential, depending on what we discuss, of being our first three-time LVP. Like, is he that bad in the Lord of the Rings movie? Is he the worst part of the Lord of the Rings movies, too? Um. Hmm. He just always has the same, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he's like American I... Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah, he's a <laughs> hobbit. Um, he's a hobbit little bitch, you fucking... I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I, <sighs> I mean, I'm going to see I would it say so. I would say so. Compared to the other performances... Yeah. I think that I think oh that that will be an interesting conversation for us to have. Um, we also have to talk about when we talk about you know forgettable characters. We haven't talked about Demi Moore. 
and her performance as a... Uh, kind of like Demi Moore. You like Demi Moore I like Demi Moore in this movie. Like in this movie. I uh-huh. think she did a really good job. She only really has one scene of actual dialogue. Two, no, sorry. She has, a, she has a scene with Sharon Stone. Too many. Uh, no, I really liked her. In this. She's on my MVP list, actually. I thought she did a really good job just being a... A drunken bitch. Mm. It's probably more of a statement of the movie that she's on my MVP list because okay. of all the actors we have in this movie. Oh, you also forgot to talk about the romance between the other switchboard girl and Nick Cannon. That gets pigeonholed in 20 minutes before the movie's over with? Yeah. For no reason whatsoever? Because Nick Cannon has in his contracts that he has to have a love interest in every movie he's in. Just because he hopes to have more children. Um, yeah, because seven's not enough. So I think this movie... He wants to have his own basketball team. I think this movie was made just because Emilio Estes wanted to have an acting scene with Anthony Hopkins, honestly. <laughs> like, he just, all of a sudden, like, he just... I'm like, why the fuck is this guy talking to this guy? Oh, just because he wanted to probably, you know, like, act with our greatest living actor. Um, I will say, so Anthony Hopkins is also on my short MVP list. Probably not who I'm ultimately going to really push for. I don't for. think he did enough. Well, it's hard to say who who does does much. enough total. Too much. I think this movie, unfortunately, s- shown a light. I'll have to rewatch it, but I'm like, man, I got some father vibes out of this. Not like he's like this, you know, dementia wrecked individual, but I noticed some of like his like common pitches, and he, it kind of made me like. Realize, oh, he's really good in this. But I'm like, man, this is basically like exactly kind of how, you know, aloof and old in in I mean, the that's father. Just how he is. I mean, I guess it's just he's, that's what's happening when you're like, eighty. He's, yeah. he's eighty three years old. I mean, he's but old. in this, he's seventy. Math. Mm. No, he's like in his late sixties in this. I think, if I'm correct. So you know, he should he's fucking. I don't okay. Know. Um. Um. Well, what was, what, so what were, I, I mentioned some of the scenes that I was for. Is there any other ones that I've mentioned that you did not, that, that you did like, or any, anything else that you didn't like, per se? Um, let me see. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't like, uh, I mean, I think we talked about it. I didn't like the drugs acid scene that scene was in a totally different movie i like i and it, it is it one of fit. the worst actually, scenes i've seen in a very long time i think to get demi Moore to be in this they had to, he, she had to bring ashton kutcher along with her so they just gave him this thing All right, this let's part. just let's just fucking get to this and then so i didn't like that and i also um i did like the Kitchen scene when they were eating the cobbler and everything. I really liked that scene mm-hmm. a lot. I yes. was that that I think is the actual. I actually we didn't talk about Christian Slater and I think I like he Christian does Slater. a good job in the. I hate his character. Sure, obviously, but that means he did a good job. But he did a good job. I think he's really good he, in this. Movie. I think he was really good and I really liked that. Like I don't have him on my MVP his, list. His kind of good... his like progress of like him saying like all like the derogatory terms and then when. He finds them, like, listening to the baseball, the radio, and then he just sits there and listens with them and stuff, you know? And then... Uh, that's just the byproduct of he, he's fucking done. Like, he knows... Well, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to think it's more gross, No, but, I, I well, don't think that Well, maybe all. we watch two different movies. God, I don't know what two different... I don't know how you can see this move, two different movies of this, because there's so no. much to fucking watch. This movie watch. has it all. I know drug dealers and affairs and unhappy employees and blackmail and race relations. Oh, that's why Charlie Sheen wasn't in this. He just didn't want to be in a documentary. <laughs> that's why he didn't show up. That's right. That's just Charlie Sheen's pl- daily planner before four, is what you just described. Yep. 
Um, let's get into the MVPs and LVPs. I mean, we could power rank, but that would literally be a whole nother hour. Oh, um, gosh. I think the LVP is somehow very easy. Okay. Who is your LVP? I don't know if I remember. I, all these it, it's are. hard. So I have a list. I'll tell you who else I, I earmarked for my list. I already mentioned Elijah Wood. That he, he makes me laugh on how bad he is right away. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't like uh, Miguel, the the other waiter. I thought he was had some particularly bad line reads. Okay. Ultimately, he got saved because I think him and Freddie Rodriguez did have a decent rapport. And I think that him, like, when he was, like, talking with Lawrence Fishburne's character and they were doing the cobbler mm-hmm. scene, I think that was fine. He was fine. Uh, Nick Cannon is totally outclassed in every way in most of the scenes. Because he's acting against Joshua Jackson, who's been acting for 30 years. Joshua Jackson is not master thespian, which we'll get into over the next three weeks. But wait until you see, wait until you see the growth. <laughs> Physically, because he's nine. Uh, no, he was, I think, 16. But he's, he's particularly pretty bad in, like, Joshua all Jackson the early scenes. No, 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 uh, Nick Cannon. Okay. I was like, Joshua Jackson... Well, I thought it was fine. I've seen. Oh no, Joshua Jackson, he's fine. A lot. I've watched all the Mighty Ducks movies, Dawson's Creek. Sure. This movie, uh, he was in uh, Little Fires Everywhere. I think he's a really solid actor. Yeah, he's really good. I I think Nick Cannon. I would. Daddy, Nick Cannon's hilarious. Yo, fuck you, son. If he go, Daddy, Nick Cannon's a good actor. Be like, yo, fuck you, son. Get out of my house. Um, What saves him is his emotional reaction to RFK's assassination. I didn't believe it at all. I believe I, it more than anything else he did up no, to that point. No, I believe when they did, like... Actually, you're right. Because his delivery of, like... Oh, they set up, like, the... Um, what was it? Uh, they had a policing checkpoint oh, outside see, of the... We're talking about different parts of the movie. Like, that stuff, I didn't believe. No, he I felt didn't like believe it. I said, I didn't believe it. He's like, yeah. policing checkpoint outside a polling place, yeah. targeting black community. Like, I it was, was like, It was very yeah, put it on. It was very forced. Yes. But him but just, I also like... just didn't believe it when he was, like, crying about RFK getting assassinated. See, I, I believe that. I, like, I thought he did good there. Okay. He's still on MVP. Almost immediately, I'm like, why the fuck is Ashton Kutcher in this movie doing... Whatever he's One doing. of the worst... Like, you were in Dudes Were My Car. You should know how to act like a fucking stoner. It was dog shit. I thought either that or David Krumholtz's hair. <laughs> Krumholtz's hair. What would be the LVP? Because I I did not anticipate I that or David, enjoy it. David Krumholtz arrived on set with that hair, and they're like, "Dude, we had a fucking wig." He's like, "Oh, come on! I worked so hard on this. Look at this." And they're like, "Well, you're here. It's a day of work." Uh, no, Ashton Kutcher yeah. is so wretched. In just his, like, whoa, like, do you feel it? Like, I think that Shia LaBeouf and Brian Garrity are really good, you know, tripping. But just the stench and the stigma of Ashton Kutcher in those scenes ruined that whole through line for me. Besides the fact that, again, it was totally unnecessary. Yeah, I honestly didn't need any What point's being made about these two people are trying to... Are, that are working for RFK's campaign decide to take the most important day, arguably, off to just get fucking to drop acid, and then they freak out and they have some minor little interaction with this waitress who they both want to bone. It, totally right. worthless and unnecessary. Didn't mean anything to the plot of the movie. 
and it's only highlighted by the fact that Ashton Kutcher is there and is really bad. Yeah. Uh, so we're I'll in agreement. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe we've tackled Ashton Kutcher on the show previously. I would like to tackle him in real life. Um, he just really annoys me, and I think he's particularly bad in everything that he does. Not in everything. Uh, besides that '70s show where he's just being a, a blithering idiot. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, he's, he's also, I mean, he's been in other things. Sure. He was on that episode of Shark Tank that we saw. Yeah, and I hated him. Uh, so, people that are not the LVP or the MVP to me. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, always great, doesn't get enough to do. Sharon Stone, not my MVP. Freddie Rodriguez is in this movie maybe more than anybody else, and he's he just good. fine. I thought he was fine. He's I fine. He, I thought he he was a strong constant. Yeah. Well, you know, so it's just backwards. So who would your MVP of the movie be? My MVP? I have I have five people, one of which I'll already go ahead and disqualify, I guess, because you did not like Demi Moore. She was one of my yeah, five. I, like I, 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 it was going to be a big pitch. I also had Martin Sheen, just because it's Martin Sheen. He's always good. Hey, you Dad, what you doing? You weren't, you weren't a fan of those scenes, but he was really sweet. Like, his wife was going through, like, a midlife crisis. She didn't feel... Like beautiful or comfortable when he picked her up and you know made her feel fun. Uh-huh. He, he seemed to have a good energy. He mm-hmm. was fun in the party. I liked the party scene as well. So you kind of get a brief montage of where everyone is before RFK arrives, and it's like th- this montage could be half the movie because we got to make sure we know what twenty fucking people are doing right now. But once like the party happens and everyone's like kind of cutting back and having a good time from there through the end of the movie, it's it's kind of all right, you know. Um, so I have three other ones. Anthony Hopkins. It goes without saying. He's great. His scenes with him and Harry Belafonte, them just waxing nostalgia, I think are awesome. Um, I liked Shia LaBeouf in this movie, and I think he had a lot of potential. And you can see... Potential doesn't... I No, no, it doesn't, it doesn't win. Awards. I'm just saying, well, I know, but you can see his charisma, and you can see... He was much more natural in everything that he was doing than yeah, so many other actors. Yeah, because he's being a pervy jerk-off who got True. high on acid. True. Uh, my MVP of the movie is Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne was really good. He's in I like that story that three he told. scenes. He's just so charismatic. He's so charismatic. He's the fucking bomb. He's great in that kitchen scene. And then he's great when he gets the tickets. And like you said, he tells that story and he just livens everything up. He's so fucking good at owning small parts yeah. like that. Yeah, he is. He that really is. He stood out far and away. He is. I also like uh, Svetlana Metkina. She I liked did her a really too. good job. I didn't I write thought, her down, but she was really good. I thought that she did a really good job of just being like this feisty, yeah. very um, high energy as yes. opposed to everybody else. I really enjoyed her. Um, I liked said, her too. I thought I thought that Christian Slater and Joshua Jackson did did good jobs in this. I thought they were they had solid performances, even though you said you didn't you didn't care for them that much. But oh, no, I, I, I mean, definitely like Christian on, Slater. I but. thought this ensemble cast had so much potential. Sure, I don't think it came to fruition. No, but like on paper, this should have been like a killer ass movie. This should have yeah. been like an Ocean's Eleven, like Ocean's Twenty Eight. Yeah, for all like, the people that saved the RFK assassination. <laughs> um, like it really should have been, but no. I think that that's I think that's a a good call. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. I'm glad you remembered the 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 Czechoslovakian 
woman because yeah i just thought that she was super feisty and i just really enjoyed her scenes yeah she was she was uh, a good unknown providing energy in the midst of people that right, were really right. for the most part a lot of them were just cash and checks right right and and i and i also like that you know like i think that the reason this movie got so like out of control in terms of how many characters there were is because they were trying to tell so many stories right like they had like Nick Cannon as, like, the black political aide mm-hmm. because they were having those checkpoints at black polling places and stuff like that, which, you know, is still happening today, but they wanted to make sure that they told that story like that was happening in the world, right? They had, like, you know, the midlife crises happening, the girl who was marrying the guys to give them better... the the guy to give him a better draft position. Like, they, a lot of this was social commentary, and, you know, with her character talking about, like, they're like, it's a communist country. And she's like, no, it's a socialist country. It's a socialist paper, you know, and, and all the work that she did to, you know, prove her point um, and show, you know, like, we're going through a revolution ourselves. Like, we are for the people. We, we support RFK and, like, how she was kind of dismissed at first until she kind of brought it when she said, this is when we had the last, like, election or whatever. Um, I thought that it just gave a lot more. I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed, like, just kind of seeing that because I feel like this was just, like, a microcosm of everything that was happening kind of in the world at that time. In the U.S., but in the world as well. So I just thought that that was really interesting, and I liked them bringing that to it, and I liked how she kind of gave it life. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. You almost made me change my pick. Uh, really? Yeah. It was, it was a, it was I a just good really point. liked watching what her. What has she you done? Know. She's a, a Russian ask, actress from Moscow. She normally just does things in Russia. She hasn't been in much. That's, that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. So, uh, I quickly stepped aside and grabbed my handy-dandy notebook from 2000... When was the last time I updated this? It's got to be 2011. Wow. So I haven't updated this book in 10 years. I used to, when I worked at the theater, I would write down every movie that I saw, and I would rank them, and I would put who I saw the movies with, and I used to do, like, like statistics around who I saw the best movies with. Um, And, like, literally, I would talk about this, because I started this in 2004 when I was still in high school, and friends would be like, oh, I want to see this movie with you because I think it's going to be great and fuck their average up. It was actually a fun little thing. Uh, so the year, That makes me want to throw up. The year 2006 was not necessarily a good year in film. Mm. Um, or, or people who you went to the films with, I'd wager. Uh, there's a lot over it. There's a uh, lot yeah, going on Yeah, I bet here. there is a lot uh, going I'll on. I'll briefly go over the year. Uh-huh. Uh, this is always important to note that this is uh, the year in which I saw the movie. So as an example, like Brokeback Mountain is on this list, but it technically came out in 2005, but I would always do the list in the year in which I saw it. Because I was like, why is Brokeback on here? But like Crash would be in 2005, because famously Crash beat Brokeback for Best Picture. Uh, so I saw in the year 2006, I saw 47 films. Um, How many with me? Well, none, because I hadn't met you yet. Uh, wouldn't it be crazy if I was looking, I'm like, oh, one. It's like, what? Um, so I was working at a theater. I was working in my theater in Stewart. So that's why I saw some movies. Yeah. But 2006 is not a great year for movies. Here's how I know this. Out of the 47 movies I saw in 2006, I had Bobby ranked 16th. 
Oh, shit. I'm gonna, Did you see that with? I saw that with my parents. <laughs> I told <laughs> so you. Right. I told you. Uh, I said it. So I'm going to... I'm gonna, I knew it. So I'm going to say the movies... Oh, you didn't know me. I knew you even then. I'm going to say the movies that I had ranked underneath it. And I know a few of them already changed because I, I've seen them uh, since. since. But honestly, looking at it real quickly, I don't think so. So underneath Bobby, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, The Fountain, those would both probably be above. V for Vendetta, I'm not a fan of. Over the Hedge, that uh, that animated like I'm, I'm aware of what movie. the movie is. Flag of Our Fathers. Lucky Did you see num- that with your parents too? Uh, no, I saw that with uh, Matt Jones and Chris Gutierrez. Uh <laughs> Lucky number Slevin, Monster House, Brokeback, which I also am not a fan of. I've since seen and can appreciate more, but I still think it's an overrated movie. X-Men The Last Stand, The Da Vinci Code, United 93, You, Me, and Dupree, The Three Burials of Milkiatis Estrada, The Breakup, The Squid and the Whale, Transamerica, Barnyard, Click, A Scanner Darkly, Marie Antoinette, RV, A Prairie Home Companion, Dave Chappelle's Block Party, The Ant Bully, American Dreams, Match Point, Hostel, Big Mama's House 2, Fun with Dick and Jane, See No Evil, and Miami Vice. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of those movies, eight of those movies, I would say are better movies than Bobby at the time of which I saw it. Wow. So that just goes to show the year 2006. Now, the movies that were above Bobby in 2006, uh, Jackass 2, Superman Returns, Rocky oh. Balboa, Snakes on a Plane, Cars. Cars? Oh, you liked Cars. Oh. Listen to the movies I've been oh. saying. Cars is fine. Mm. And again, when I saw it in 2006, it was fine. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction, Talladega Nights, Inside Man, and then the top seven is pretty good. Uh, Munich, Good Night and Good Luck, Thank You for Smoking, Clerks 2, The Departed, Little Miss Sunshine, and Borat. Um, yeah, there's, a, like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I went to go see Superman Returns with 13 people, <laughs> like, just to go to show, like, the insanity. Uh, who, who won that, that I, I don't have, I don't have, like, the parents? actual... Uh, no, my parents, I think, were in dead last because I saw Big Mama's House 2 and Fun with Dick and Jane. And Why did you see parents. Big Mama's House 2 with your parents? That was a big Martin Lawrence fan. Uh, the best movie I saw with my parents were was... Was Bobby, probably. Was Bobby. Yeah, it was fucking Bobby. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I saw just with my dad, Rocky Balboa. Oh, your mom didn't want to. Your, your mom didn't want to. She wasn't with that? us. She was. Uh, this was right before my grandmother had passed. So she was staying oh, in Ohio. Sorry. So my dad and I, to kill time, we went to go see a movie so, together. And, sorry, man. Yeah, it's okay. Thanks. Um, thanks for making me relive uh, fun times. There's a man. I saw a lot of like I saw movies with a lot of weird fucking people, man. It's just weird. It's weird stuff. Yo, can I see your list for a second? No, I'm good. Can I please see it? Well, you just want to look at the next year. Give me it. I, no, just, we'll, I just want to see something. Can we'll I just go over see this something? maybe as a bonus episode. Can I just see something real quick? No, we, we have other things to do. I just want to see something. I won't say anything. Can I just see something? No. Please? No. Please? No. Please? No. Please? No. Absolutely not. I just want to see one thing and then I'll give it back. Please. Nope. Chris, come on. Give it to me. Okay, fine. No. Chris. Yes. I'm going to rip it out of your hands and destroy it. You really want me to do that? 
Chris. Give it to me. We'll I'm, do it afterwards. No, I want to do it right now. Give it to me. I just want to look at one thing and then I'll give it back. Why are you so fucking annoying? We're doing a podcast right now. Why did you just said Because I wanted to find out how fucking wrong I was about Bobby then, now, and forever. <laughs> and how right you were that I would see that goddamn movie with my fucking parents. <laughs> what's Shit. Your, what's your score? I'm going to... Oh man, this is rough. This movie is on a fucking anomaly. I know, it really is. Because, like, it's got a great cast. But only half of which are really doing anything. Right. And only and half it, of which are given anything to do. And then only half of the movie is actually, like, made up, and the other half is actual, like, scenes no. that actually happen. I, 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 I like how they did the overture, like, the, the voiceovers with the, the scenes and everything like that. Well, do you want to give it a score first? No. I'm just trying to encourage you. I'm giving it a five. I was also giving it a five. Yeah, like I said, it was a fine movie. Like, you know, I don't mean I, to I wouldn't even say it it's again. fine. I would say it's a movie that accomplishes something. Does it accomplish what I think it set out to do? No. But I, I, I think there was something here. It's a sandwich with, like, the best bread you Is can that, find. That nature's own craft of rye bread. But you just, yeah, but you... With, with bologna and ketchup in between. Yeah, that's Bobby, all right. <laughs> that's fucking Bobby the movie. For a mullet. No, 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 no. Uh, all right, yeah. well, that is our first in our pick em off series, so now... I can't I believe go. we've been talking about this pick em off series for months, and this is the first time we watched an actual movie from it. Well, this, we're not going to watch the next movie until September. So, God, this um, is, yeah, this our is schedule this year is nuts. Ridiculous. Let me pull up my random number generator. And we will see what is next. Uh, let me plug in the numbers here. And the number that we are getting is number 12. So it's going to be early. One, two, three, four, five, six, okay. Again, kind of offbeat, not oh boy, not the kind of thing I'm looking to kind of plug out, but we're gonna plug it off anyway. Uh, you don't want to rub this one out? No, no, no. Actually, I have never seen this. What? Which is funny. I believe this was something that you nominated. You nominated this movie, and I instead chose Best in Show. <gasps> A mighty mighty wind. wind! Oh my gosh! I'm so excited! A Mighty Wind, the oh rare Christopher gosh. Guest movie I, I have am not seen. So excited. Oh, this is gonna make me super nostalgic for high school. Which I believe did it also come out in two thousand and six? It might have come out a little bit before. I mean it sounds like it's about that. Oh no, it came out in two thousand three. Man, it's much earlier than I thought it was for whatever reason. I'm thinking of foyer consideration, which I also have not seen. I don't think we own. It was not a very I didn't I I didn't See, I think we knew each other when that came out, but I didn't. It was either right before or right after. I don't, I didn't see that either, but, you know, this yeah. is Spinal Tap, which we've done on the show before. Best in Show, of course. Best in Show, done. which we've done, and A Mighty Win. A Mighty Win is one of my favorite movies. It's it's fantastic, and I'm so excited we're going to do it. Can't wait. Well, you'll have to wait until September. Thank oh. you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Married with Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. 
patreon.com slash argueraudio for bonus content like our Candy Rumble series, like our game series, which we swear is coming at some point, like potentially this bonus episode of Samantha yelling at my movie choices and the people I went to go see them with I'm not gonna from yell. 10 to 15 years ago. It's not, I mean, it's seeing is a, in quotes. <laughs> I'll pinpoint those movies in there. Oh, um, you, don't, you won't need to. I'll know what they are. At your host, Mold38, on Instagram for my show, uh, basically every Thursday, Box and Friends. Make sure you're definitely subscribed there and have your notifications turned on for whenever I go live for those uh, those shows where I show off the many things that I collect because I got Megacon coming up, got a Coliseum of Comics. Yeah, all that shit's already been fast, bro. This isn't airing for a while. No, no, this is airing before any of those things happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, this good. is airing like next week. I'm so confused. I know the timeline. Don't worry about it. Ah. Um, the TVA has got this under control. And uh, arcadeo.net slash podbloggle, where uh, <laughs> this week is King of the Ring 1994. I'm so excited to watch it and listen to Art Donovan ask how much every wrestler weighs. Samantha? At Jam with your Sam. What's the last thing you've even fucking put on Instagram? I don't know why you fucking promote that shit. You don't do anything. Excuse me. If you wanted me to do something, you just have to say it. Now I'm going to be doing it. Also, because they changed how you do it, and now it's here at the top. Yeah, the last thing you put was this picture of hot dogs from Harold's on May 1st. Yeah, can you blame me? Nothing the thing else before that li- was just this fucking lump. Li- All thing you do is food. Nothing else has lived up to those two things since. Put pictures of me on there. I'm no, thin. I, I you get pictures put of me fat. I don't need to put pictures of you on there. Thanks. So I put pictures of toys up instead of you. Oh, please. They treat me better. Okay. End the show! From Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Fuck some of my toys. I'm sure you already have. You don't have to be such an asshole. I didn't interrupt you when you were doing the plugs. Oh, so that means I'm not an asshole for once? When for no, you... I'm not an asshole, so why are you an asshole? I have to pre-plan for you being an no, asshole, and it messes don't. me I'm up. I'm never an asshole. End it. You already did the sign-off! End your life. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Jesus! It was a joke. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.